0: Yo, what up? We are back with another episode of Big Ten Coast to Coast. It's been a while. It's your boy and I keep saying that we need to do like these a lot more often than we like take like a week or two. Like we don't do anything, but we talk almost every day, which is weird. But we just don't do a pod, which is I don't know. I don't get it.
1: I don't get it either. We we just we just like decided to like keep all the content in our text messages. And stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or on, like, playback. Yeah, exactly. It's always on playback or, or something like that. Low-key, um, we could just do a podcast
1: while we do a playback. Like, it is it is genuinely possible, and we can just edit out the, the moments where we're actually talking about the game.
0: Yeah, probably could. Probably could. Um, overall, uh, you said that your Christmas was kind of spoiled. I don't know we were just talking about that.
1: A, yeah, I'm a Grinch, man. Indiana decided not to schedule a game from like December. When was the last we played? December 21st until January 5th. So like they haven't played a game in quite literally two weeks. So I, I'm just mad.
0: Low, low key though. Like, like Xavier Johnson's foot may be healed by now, and uh, he's out of the boot. It's been that he's long.
1: It's been that. Yeah, long. literally, literally, he's out of the boot, and he's been, he's back and walking, but. They're doing uh physical therapy on it. So he the Indiana might
0: play four or five games before he's back. Just give him a shot, man. Just and call it a day. Just give him just give him a shot and call it a day. No, but because it's a foot injury, right? Are they this is his last year. I'm not sure what his pro aspirations are. Um but when it comes to him what are you thinking is best case scenario for him? I heard at first it was late February, early March. Has there been an update on that?
1: Same update. Um, I think it's probably been pushed up a little bit to like mid-February, late February. So okay. I think he will be back by the end of the year. It's just kind of all dependent on how that foot responds to the PT, right? Because it, if it right. responds well, he can be back sooner. If it doesn't respond well, he could not be back at all, right? So it's True. really all up in the air and, and up to how
0: how his foot responds. So. Makes sense. Makes sense. Are you worried at all about the – about – I know I Pino know is like an NBA-type player. We don't know when, right? We don't know if that's going to be this year or if that's going to be next year. Um, this is almost – kind of great case scenario for him to be able to showcase his point guard skills. Cause at the next level, he does translate as that really good combo guard player, right? Like, like a Donovan Mitchell, right. who is really a shooting guard, but it's, he's a, he is a scoring really good guard or like a, a Zach Levine who can play the point guard, but is really a shooting guard. But he's in that same mold as being a as being like a super combo guard, right? Or like a Dame Lillard who can play the point, but mm. still in that combo guard type of deal. Like I think he fits that mold of eventually. Um, I think this is almost like a like a blessing in disguise for 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 selfish reasons for him. Oh, yeah, no.
1: Actually, Ant, I, I, I kind of disagree with the whole Dame Willard and, and, and the rest of it. There's actually a perfect comp for him. I think I, this is a guy I saw in person. He reminds me a lot of, like, a young Jamal Murray um, in that I think his point guard skills are excellent. He sees the floor very well, but he's not, he's not like, a a go-to, like, shooter. Like, I, I don't picture this as Jamal Murray, like, more of a slasher point guard type that has the ability to space the floor um, but that's not, like, what he typically relies on. But we'll make the rest of his his team um, better through defense and just, like, on-court leadership. And that that's kind of what Fino is to me, and that's how I kind of project him to the next level. Um, as more of a point guard, right? So, again, like you said, like, for selfish reasons, this is perfect for him, right? Because he gets to show he – he runs the point. He's the only point guard we have on the roster, right, that IU has yeah. on the roster. So he – I mean, Woodson doesn't have much of a choice but to play him there. Right. So
0: and I, Galloway, Galloway maybe could sneak some minutes there, but you really don't want him on the ball for, for long stretches. For sure.
1: Right. Galloway is more of a point forward. For those that haven't watched IU play, and again, he's he's more of like a, a three that can handle the ball, um, and Woodson kind of plays him as such. But again, it's it's kind of at the end of the day, it's kind of like this is how Shafino's team. He's the only one that can run point naturally right, yeah. and, and get get the play started. And Woodson's system that he uses relies on having a, a ball-dominant point guard and a guy that's going to be able to start play. It's more of a traditional offense in that way. So, again, like, I use desperately in need of, one, getting Xavier Johnson back, but, two, Jalen Hushifino taking a bit of a jump um, in the second half of the season. And so far, through the, the last two games that Indiana played after the Arizona-Kansas games, Hushifino's with excellent. Um. Again, that was against lesser competition. Go. Of course, it wasn't against, you know, any of the Big Ten opponents. IU hasn't
0: Which is a good thing. Opponents. Which is a they- good thing. Hey, look, hey, look. we're not going to put you in boiling water. We'll put you in room temperature first, right. and then we'll crank it up once we get closer. So, you know. Exactly.
1: It's been good for him. He's just got to stay healthy as well. Because, again, he was out with an injury. With his back. The, with his back, yes. And he came back only for the Kansas game. And then. Proceeded to be the only point guard left on the roster after the Kansas game. game. Yeah, right. It it it's kind of it's kind of sad, but it's also funny at the same time. IU is undefeated when they are fully healthy, Um, because this year each of their losses have come with one of the guards out. Right, Um, either during the game um, losing them or just you know the other two losses came with Houchin out. Um, So that's that's my. That's my copium angle um, for IU so far is that, you know, in March, hopefully they are healthy and they'll be back to the the team that we thought they were going to be. But um, they're going to have to fight through a tough Big Ten schedule without one of their, you know, top two most important players, right, in Xavier Johnson for the most part, um, which is definitely dampers their titan, title hopes um, significantly, right?
0: yeah so. for sure, my wife was just saying that uh she got an a in her law school class. her grade just came through let's go
1: so let's that's, go. Her,
0: that's her second a man. that's her second a i'm sorry third Dang. a cheese third she yelled at me, yeah, You're she got laughing. a b plus she got a b plus uh an a minus and two a's, and she waited on one more class, so like um I believe all i believe she had four classes that uh. Are going to be on the bar, so this is like a really tough semester. So, like, the first so like semester of law school is supposed to be the
1: hardest, if not yeah. the second semester. So, and yeah, she's, she's killing killin it now, and like, uh, she's going to have really good opportunities coming up soon, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: oh, definitely.
0: Um, also, I want to preface something before people are like, you Anthony, you thought he's Dame Lillard. I wasn't using Dame and those guys as a comp. I was using those guys into that position mold of being a combo of being really a shooting guard or really a scoring guard or someone who could do multiple things, but they're going to put you at that guard spot, that lead guard spot in the NBA. Like like Jordan Poole, he's not a point guard, but he plays on the ball a lot. You know what I mean? Right. Because he could do so many things and because he can – he can score off pick and roll. He can really initiate offense. He can find guys when he needs to. But So that's all I was saying, that Huchifino translates as one of those guys who can play in that type of mold within his own game. That's all I was saying.
1: No, that makes, that so makes like, sense.
0: I wasn't yeah. – like he's not like a um, – who's that guy from Duke who's, who's a really good shooter for the Blazers? Uh, Gary Trent. Gary Trent, yeah, he's not a Gary Trent. Gary Trent's not really an on-the-ball guy. He's really off the ball, right? And then he'll get the scoring opportunities. Like a Malik Beasley, who is more off the ball, but when he gets it, he'll create his own scoring opportunities. I don't think he's that type of two. You know, that type of two-ish, three, right? Small three, size two. I think he falls into that mold of being a really good two who could play like a lead guard role. So I do wanna make sure that I say that before right. people listen and, people... and go, he said he's the next Dave Bullard. Oh my God. He said he was <laughs> Steph Curry. Curry. What? <laughs> These dudes don't know anything. So like I do want to make sure that uh that I did clear that up. And uh and I do have this sound bite just in case they stop listening. And they want to say something that I can say. Hey, fast forward about seven minutes, you'll be able to hear, you know, me clearing things up. So, uh, uh, who does Indiana have first? Okay, you want to? I was going to say,
1: I'm going to interrupt you with a totally different sports story. This oh, is go ahead. Wild. So, okay, so you remember uh, we were talking about in playback that you know the Greg Bearhalter thing for for U.S. soccer. So, for those yes. of you that don't know. Greg Berhalter was the coach of the U.S. team during the world this past World Cup, like you know, like a month ago, right? Um, at this point, and their news came out that somebody tried to blackmail him, basically with information about domestic abuse, something domestic abuse-wise that happened 31 years ago. Now it came out today,
0: like don't tell me I it was didn't... like Reina, Reina trying to it was to get him my... it was
1: no! it was Reina's dad, it was Reina's dad <laughs> who played. No, 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 who played with Berhalter on the team. Like, Berhalter was a U.S. men's,
0: <laughs> like, he's a, I he's swear, a former player. I, have not, I swear, I have not read anything on this. I swear. But as soon as you said that, I'm thinking, like, who would want to get this dude out? And based off of – And it was Raina's dad.
1: Oh. It was Raina's dad. So so for those of you that don't know who I'm talking about – Giovanni oh, 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 Reina oh, oh, oh. is one of the U.S. men's national team's most promising players. He plays in Germany for one of Germany's best teams. He plays significant minutes for them. He was coming off an injury. He played like zero minutes in the World Cup. Like none, right, at all. And people were wondering why oh. he wasn't playing. And it comes like out that his like a few minutes in the last game. Right, like a, like in like the few few last minutes, game but. because they needed him, but he didn't play at yeah. all. And that's probably because his dad was trying oh. to blackmail the coach.
0: Oh, my. That's so funny. Oh. There you go. There
1: you go. There's your there's the other sports story. That is wild. That is wild, Ant. Wild.
0: <laughs> as soon as you brought it up, I'm thinking, like, because we talked about it before. We talked about it before. right? Yeah. And then you just brought it up again. And I'm sitting here like, I'm like, watch it be like Raina or something. And then before you say anything, I'll, I wanted to get that out there first. Just, just, just for my conscience. Like, I don't want him to say it. And then me to say, that's what I was thinking. Oh, that's good. That's good.
1: That's, or, that's wild. That just it's came wild. out. That literally came out about five minutes ago. Yeah. I literally, that's the first thing I saw when I opened up my Twitter. Like, oh, sorry, 30 minutes ago. It was published on ESPN. But yeah, that was
0: wild. I'm just going to tweet Marina with a bunch of skull emojis. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to know your soccer credit is going up. But yeah. That's all right. Well, all right so what good. was
1: your question about? What was your question about Indiana? Quickly, was, oh. sidetracked. Nothing
0: yeah. matters anymore. Tell me more about. This right. <laughs> <laughs> is wild, bro. That's it's so wild. good. That is so good. Yeah. That is so good. Oh, you don't want to play my son, eh? All right. Well, here, well, here we go. Like Mario. Like here we go. <laughs> Let's go. That's so good. That is so good. I'm. <laughs> Okay. All right. Sorry. IU. Who do they play next? Who do they play next?
1: All right. They, they've got Iowa um, tomorrow. So, we're recording this on Wednesday. So, Thursday night, Iowa. And then they've got Penn State, um, I believe, on Sunday, if I am remembering correctly. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Iowa has been in a free fall of uh, for a free fall, <laughs> a free a free fall would mean that 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 they are actually falling in a certain direction. Um, yeah,
0: they're they, just they're just out in space, just floating.
1: <laughs> yes, they're floating. They are. They're done. They're cooked. Um, so if I haven't seen about Iowa. One, they they've lost to was it three hundred sixtieth rank, three hundred fifty Eastern Illinois, Illinois at
0: home. At home at by home. nine. In I saw this
1: in, in front of five I, people. Yes.
0: Yeah, I saw the second half. Like they were thoroughly outplayed. At no point in that second half, I thought Iowa is just off. Like Eastern mm-hmm. Illinois outplayed them completely. Completely oh, outplayed yeah. them.
1: No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't even close. Like one um, close. And again, again, Iowa doesn't defend. They don't shoot the ball well for an Iowa team. And now yesterday, Patrick McCaffrey came out and said he's been dealing with anxiety, which good for him, by the way, to come out and say this. And then he's going to take a couple games off. Like, I think some people don't understand like the stress that these athletes go through throughout the year. Yeah, they think like their brain just shuts off and they don't think about, you know, all the mistakes, everything that goes on in their life, right? Like, I think yep. for like him for as far as a, a mental health break, it's great. Um, also, he could not be doing it at a better time for him because, uh, you know, they don't get the you know, NBA draft scouts don't get to see him on this terrible Iowa team. Um, so it's kind of a, a, a doubly good thing for him. right? Like uh, I'm sure he would love to be playing right now. Right. But if he can't if he can't, you know, can't go. Right. Like, I think that's the best thing for him is to like not. Not force himself, right? So again, this Iowa team just doesn't defend. They don't. They don't. Real. They're not able to shoot the ball, um, which is a very weird issue for Iowa. It's because so
0: strange.
1: It, every Iowa team I've ever watched in the history of my life, like I, I can remember, shoots
0: well. And for some reason, like Peyton this Sanford? team does not. Peyton yeah. Sanford can't hit the broadside of a barn. Like nope. it is the guy, weirdest. That guy
1: was thing. Like, a career forty percent uh, three point shooter, right?
0: I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, and he was shooting lights out. Like all off season, that's all I heard about was how good he was. This is how off he is. This is how off he is. Last year, he averaged one three point make per game. This year, he's averaging one three point make per game on two more attempts. Yeah. He had
1: 2.7 last year and he's at 4.6 this yes. year, averaging the same
0: makes. I don't understand. I don't, I just don't. That's one of the more mind-boggling things that I've seen this year in all of basketball is Peyton Stanford stuff. Um I I just don't I don't understand. I thought he could have been like I had draft guys just talking like, hey, someone to look at is Sanford because of his shooting ability. His size is really good. He's someone who could, um, you know, step in at the next level of being that guy who could stretch the floor for some of these guys, Uh, underrated athlete as well. But man, man, he's been throwing up rocks this year. I don't get it. I don't understand. Do you think, do you think it's a
1: confidence thing or do you think it's um, just, I think he's just in his head.
0: He's in his head. He is in his head. In the last 10 games, he's made eight threes. Eight threes. And I can't even. I'm really good at math. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go. 15, 26, 29, 38, 41, 44 attempts. So he's eight for his last 44 threes, which is good for drum roll please, 18%. 18%. And he's he's hit three threes in a game on 10 attempts. Two threes in a game on six attempts. Those were his two best outings. His two best outings. His two best outings combined. He's still shooting only 31%. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. It's- and and then if you take out those two games, he's shooting 10% this year from 3. In the Jesus. in the last 10 games, absolutely insane. Absolutely insane in Big 10 games. In Big 10 games. Listen to this. 0 for 19 from three. No, no, no. No, 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 I'm sorry. 0 for 10 from 3. 0 for 19 from the field.
1: That that's not
0: that's not playable numbers. That's just like, it's not yeah, you can't play that guy. You can't do that. In my slumpiest of slumps, I didn't even God. hit that.
1: Yeah, that's unreal. Like, like, like you said, he's in his head, right? Like he's he's just like it, it's to the point where it's it can't be um, a coincidence, right? It can't be a coincidence that he's missing the spending, right? It, it's it's something he's doing, right? It's not just he's in a slump,
0: right? This is beyond. Like he's got to see. Like I'm not even I'm not even kidding. Like he needs to see like I'm not saying a therapist, but like a like a sports psychologist just to like talk about things like hey, what's going on? What's happening? How you feeling? And just take it from there. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but there's. There's something going on. There's something happening, man. I'm actually about to tweet that out because that's absolutely yeah wild, absurd.
1: Yeah, but this is my my personal opinion on the matter. If I'm running a program, I am hiring the best sports psychologist I possibly can. I
0: again, well, these schools have a lot of them. I know they do, bro.
1: I I know they do, but I'm going out and getting like the best one on the market. Like a good sports psychologist does wonders for your program honestly again because like you don't understand like how much of this game is like mental guys like it legitimately is so so much um of the game relies on your your mentality honestly um and that's why you see guys who just like are like utter psychopaths. Sometimes, just really good at basketball. <laughs> it's like they don't need—they right. don't need a therapist, right? They just—they just—they uh, have it, right? Or you don't, right? Some people just don't have it. They have the talent, but they just don't got the mentality. And, and a sports psychologist can really help you with that.
0: It's that's just wild, dog. That's yeah, just wild. I, it's you know not what? just him that's struggling. I didn't even think it was that bad until I just looked at it. Honestly, like I knew it was bad, bad. but then I looked at, I'm like, I'm like, he's got a few offers. Wait a minute. These few offers are against big 10 teams. Wait a minute. He has no field goals against big 10 teams. Wait a minute. He's also getting them up. Oh, 19 from the floor. You can hit a layup. Yeah. He's taking shots and he's gone to the free throw line one time. So he's, he is two for two from the line, though there's only two points of Big Ten play. And that's for someone who has played 18, 23, 41 minutes of Big Ten time. Against Penn State, like looks like he was unplayable. Nebraska, same deal, cause he's cause he wasn't making shots. Like you've got to be able to make shots, especially if you're in old, if you especially if you're in old in Iowa's offense that need you to make shots to open up the floor for guys like Chris Murray. To open up the, for the the uh, floor for guys like McCaffrey and Perkins, guys who score at multiple levels, right? If you have someone out there not making shots, at some point you go from being a shooter who's cold to teams treating you like a non-shooter, right? When, When you are a shooter who's cold, but teams still respect you, you still create that gravity for your players, but if those teams are no longer respecting that, Now you got to make a change because now you're not only not making shots, you're not even creating gravity to open up the offense for everyone who really relies on getting to the cup and playing within eight to nine feet.
1: Exactly. So again, like (laughs) this IO teams is broken right now. Um, And again, they're, they're losing Patrick McCaffrey for multiple games. Chris Murray's been out with injuries um he just got back, I believe, two games ago for them. Um Tony Perkins um, shooting 33% from three, which I guess is it's is fine, but um honestly I, I think he's been kind of underperforming for them. Um yeah. as far as I thought I, I thought he the was one of the better guards guards
0: coming in. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I thought he's one of the, the yeah. I think he might have been the best two way guard. Um or point guard wise in the league. I, I cause I, I actually think he's a, he's a very good defender on a team that just doesn't defend. I thought he's the best individual defender on the team. Um, yeah. And he, it
0: just doesn't have it this year.
1: Um, but he, he has taken the, a
0: step up. He has taken a step up numbers mm. wise, but I think we expected more. Right. We expected yes. this, yes. this kid could be, you know, possibly second team, all big 10, or even a first team, all big 10 performer. Um, but we see that's that's probably not in the cards this year. Even though he's of the three games, he's had a couple good games. He did have 17 and six against Wisconsin, 17 and 7 against mm. Penn State. So he's still performed pretty well against um against Big Ten teams, but we do expect him to um we do expect him to be all, to be way, way better. Right. Again, because the
1: team Needed him to be better, um, because they they don't have a they don't have a Chris Murray or they don't have a uh, sorry <laughs> they have a Chris Murray they don't have um, his brother right um so right. they don't have to rely on the twins right so again they needed somebody else to step up um and we thought that was in Perkins uh that that did not happen Patrick McCaffrey is not having a year that he wanted he's gonna be sitting out I will tell you this if you want to look at somebody who's gonna take a step up here in minutes um with Patrick McCaffrey out I'm assuming that I will probably go with a bit of a smaller lineup. Again, they don't really have anybody that can fill the role that Patrick McCaffrey has. However, that smaller guy would probably be Desante Bowen, in my opinion. That's going to take a, a step up and mm-hmm. get more minutes. And he's a freshman from Boston, Massachusetts. You had him um, talking about him preseason about as possibly somebody that could step in uh, um, and be a freshman to kind of watch. Um, and he's going to get the minutes now to kind of show whether he can do it this year, or maybe you know down the line show that promise. But he's going to get the minutes now because. As me, him, Aaron Hewless, and uh this, yeah. Connor McCaffrey that are gonna get the uh the minutes that are Patrick's kind of you know leaving on the table for guys to take.
0: For sure. I'm with you there. Um I don't wanna I don't wanna talk CFP. I really don't want to. Um because You don't we, want to call, talk about the college football playoff? Nah, because we already kind of know, like, you know, Like, everybody saw it, right? So, like, I don't know. It's almost like we're not updating people. Um, Although there were two Big Ten teams in there. There were two Big Ten teams with Michigan and Ohio State. Did you watch both? Did you watch both games?
1: I did did watch both games. I watched the other game with my parents, um, the Ohio State game, and I watched the Michigan game with you guys on playback. I'll tell you this. They're both fantastic games. Um, They're both really fun to watch. I thought – Michigan. From your standpoint, from your standpoint, from my from my standpoint, as a neutral, from a neutral perspective, from neutral, yeah, from my standpoint, from a neutral perspective, they're both very fun to watch, um, and I thought that the Big Ten showed out very well in both games. In fact, um, I think TCU benefited from a couple calls um, that you know kind of didn't break Michigan's way. That's fine; that happens in college football games. Michigan kind of shot themselves in the foot with two pick sixes. Um, you know, you can blame that on JJ know if you want to but I don't think you really should uh, that comes down to scheme and just having to force the ball um, into situations when you shouldn't have been forcing it right they should have had a run game They should have been able to run on TCU um, the offensive line didn't play well that's not all on him um, however they did make that a game that was a really really fun game to watch and that's basically all you can ask for from a neutral perspective and then the Iowa, the, uh, the Ohio State game uh, the the Georgia Ohio State game was an all timer. they were both fun. they were both throwing haymakers. I thought um, there should have been probably a targeting call on the Marvin in- the Marvin Harrison play uh, that that ended up knocking him out and probably ended up costing Ohio State that game because I feel like he was unguardable for for the entire every minute that he played uh, every down he played he was unguardable from uh, that Georgia secondary's perspective um, and Ohio that State killed that. It like absolutely killed them, killed them. Um, no. and I, I feel awful for my Ohio State friends um, but I do think the best team in Georgia is there and the best story, which is TCU is in the is in the final game and that's about all you can ask for I hope that it's a closer game than what I expected to be, which is a Georgia blowout um, but again I, I feel like Michigan choked a bit um, which
0: big time kind of they choked big time big time they choked they choke big time big time. Big time because but, because they were clearly the better team. Um, they, right. were, they were the better team going into it, and they shot themselves in the foot, and they made so many mistakes, and they still had the ball down six with a minute yep. left to win the game.
1: Like, yep, they like, they definitely should have know, won that game. Again, they shot themselves in the foot. They 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 choked that. However, if you want. You want to take the positive spin on it for Michigan. It's a what? Most of the team returns next year, right? A majority of the minutes return next year, um, yes. On, yes. on the football teams and on, the, on especially on, in in the most important position, right? JJ will be back next year.
0: Right. Um, he and again, gets and he, and he gets QB one reps for the first time. He gets all of them. Doesn't have to share right. them.
1: No QB battle, right? Cade's transferring to Iowa <laughs> with Eric right. Hall, right? Right. Um, And look, Michigan's killing it in the transfer portal, right? Uh, Because I'm sure the transfers can see, hey, if I go get minutes in Michigan, they're going to be in the national title picture, right? Two straight wins on the trot um, against Ohio State the last two years. uh, Two straight playoff appearances, right? And And if you look at the schedule
0: next year, if you look at the schedule too, people were pissed about Michigan's schedule this year. They're going to be doubled next year
1: because it's easier. Yeah, (laughs) uh, Yeah, Michigan's schedule next year is a joke. Is a joke, is. absolute joke. Um, yeah, we we need to pressure uh, Harbaugh if he stays. By the way, um, <laughs> <laughs> fair, hundred percent. If he's, if he if he stays uh, to 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 kind of you know beef up the the schedule for Michigan a bit. Um, but that being said, I the, I think for me they're the front runners for the Big Ten next year. I don't think that's a hot uh, opinion or a hot take at all especially with Ohio State probably losing their – definitely losing their QB to the draft. Um, so, again
0: – They'll have McCord, who's pretty good, but someone who's unproven, someone that we haven't seen play all year, right?
1: For me, what, what gives me gives the weight for me is that Michigan went on the road this year against a much better Ohio State team um, and won, right, in, in the horseshoe. Next year it's in the big Without corn. Without, Cora. without 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 their best player, right? They come back next yeah. year healthy and play at home against Ohio State. I feel like they have the upper hand in that. Therefore they have the upper hand in the entire Big Ten to make it to the college football playoff. Um so again, uh, Penn State should be interesting next year. Um, I think I think Iowa will be very interesting next year with the transfers they have in um, coming in. Uh you know they actually have a QB that can throw the ball more than five yards down the field. So that's good for them. Uh <laughs> and I think Wisconsin's gonna be good immediately. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I think I think Fickle will have that that team humming from minute one. So
0: uh I think Nebraska too. I think you, Nebraska, you think Nebraska's gonna be
1: good immediately. I
0: think Matt Rule is gonna be good immediately over there. I think they'll be good. I think they'll be like eight and four good. I don't think they're gonna be a team
1: that's gonna pressure any of the big guys in the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, but, but I think four gets you to
0: Indy. Eight and four could get you to Indy in the West. I, I think I
1: no. I think Iowa's going to be a 10 win team next year. I, a nine or 10 win team. I, I legitimately oh think so. Double. They'll be good. But that there's going to be the storylines where it's going to be is JJ Brian Ferrin still, still there?
0: Is Brian Ferrin still there? Is Ferrin? That's a good question. That's actually a fair is question. Is he still calling the I think place?
1: He's, I think he's still calling the place. I still think their defense will be just as good as it was this year, next year, and you're bringing in legit talent and Eric Hall
0: and Kate McNamara. I just think they blew it. I think it's going to be a similar situation to this year where you're, you're going to have like three or four teams right there in week 12. Like, Hey, if this team wins, then great. If this team loses, then this team goes. And I think it's going to be another wild ride. Cause another, there's going to be two or three lost teams trying to get to Indy just to get blown out by whoever wins the East, who I think, People are sleeping on Penn State. People are sleeping, are sleeping on Penn State because Drew Aller, bro, Drew Aller is about to be the quarterback, and I think he is going to put Penn State in a much different light. Much different and light
1: I next mean, year. And I need somebody to go to bat at me, like you go to the bat for James
0: Franklin. I mean, I mean it hey. in my life. <laughs> it's not a go Franklin thing. It is a legit <laughs> Penn State. Like, people are sleeping on them. They are going to be really good next year, and – I will not listen, listen. Listen. Yeah. People are gonna if people if you're an Ohio State fan, close your ears. I think um I think Penn State and Michigan are gonna be one and two next year. I, I I don't know the order in the East, but I think Ohio State's gonna finish third next year. I don't think they're gonna beat Penn State. I don't think they're gonna beat Michigan either. And we know that one loss in the East. Is as is max is the most that you can get to go to Indy, and I think Ohio State is going to lose twice for the first time, for the first time since we've had divisions in the conference. They're going to lose twice in the conference. I think so. I think this is going to be the first year co- yeah. coming up here. I I think I, they'll still be good, but they're going to go ten and two.
1: All I gotta say is Purdue's going to take a, 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 a nosedive and I will go on record to say this beforehand. I do U-
0: think so. You don't like I Hudson U- card?
1: Hudson card I just transferred I, there. I, I don't, I don't. I, I, I just, again, I think what Charlie Jones is gone, right? Uh, he was a huge uh, reason why they were good this year. Uh, Cause honestly he was unstoppable and I can't wait to see where he goes to the NFL. Um, and Ain't O'Connell
0: was really good too. Ain't O'Connell. O'Connell was was really really
1: good, good. and you know we we blame him for all the you know the 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 late game mistakes. But look, Jeff Braun was one hell of an offensive head coach, right? And their offense kept them in a lot of games. And it's a new coaching staff with a basically a like a half new roster um, and a team that they literally what they just lost sixty one to seven to, to LSU in their bowl game um or something ridiculous yeah. like that it, it's not a good showing for them again all i'm saying is they're going to take a dive they'll probably be like the second or third worst team um bottom three in the west uh honestly because again I, I, illinois is probably be good again next year uh, iowa is going to be better you said nebraska is going to be better i think wisconsin is going to be better that just means purdue starts falling down the pecking order for me
0: um, where does Minnesota I, fall in all the where, scrum?
1: Where, where do they I, I, They are the most confusing program for me, Ant. I don't understand... <laughs> I, like they should I, be good. They, they should, should be, be good. Right. And then, they, right, then they're then they not good. And then they finish well. And then I'm like, maybe they'll be good next year. And then they're going to start well. I'm going to be like, okay, this is Minnesota's year where they kind of pop up in the West. And then for some reason, they lose three games inexplicably in a row in Big Ten play. And I'm like, ah, they're done. They're sold to me. They're going to lose the next four. And then they went out and they make it to like the uh, the Outback Bowl. And I'm like, I don't understand how they're here. So I, I, have, I have no prediction for Minnesota whatsoever. I, they're dead to me.
0: Ha! <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. And you know what's hilarious I... about all this? What? Watch Pat Fitzgerald win the West. Yeah, exactly. It's every other year. <laughs> <laughs> it's every other year. That's actually facts.
1: That's actually
0: that's actually facts. No, that's... Yeah. watch. He's gonna. He's just. He's gonna do it because he got. He got my boy at quarterback. Got my That's boy true. at quarterback, Brendan. Brendan Sullivan. Uh, they were struggling. They put him in the fire and they say, yo, you do your thing, rock out. Um, I thought he had a really nice performance against Ohio State, really gutty. Um, like, yo, he's yeah. an athlete. He's an athlete. I mean, like, he was he was dunking on dudes in high school. Um, real good athlete, about like six four, six five. Like, um, his dad played on the line at Michigan. So he's got toughness, real good pedigree. Um, real nice, real nice player, man. And, uh, and just, you know, for my own bias, I just hope he kills it. And I hope that they're in that scrum next year. And they, they, they just find ways to just be in the mix. They're either really bad or they're like, or they're contending for the West. I don't get it. I don't understand it. None of the numbers make sense to me. But when you're in the Big Ten West, it's the wild, wild big Big Ten West. And I make fun of them all the time because you'll have teams go like eight and four, nine and three and win the West, go to Indy, get blasted, but they'll have a nice year because they get to go to the Rose Bowl or they get to go to a really nice bowl still because someone from the Big Ten East is either gonna go, it's gonna be in the CFP. <laughs> Right. So, yep. um, yep. so I give them crap all the time because like, yes, it's one of the more down divisions, but because of that, it's always super competitive and we never know who's going to come out because legit all seven teams have a chance going into yes. every year. All seven teams have a chance. That's not the case yes. in the East, unfortunately, but cause like over on the East, it's like, okay, we know it's going to be these Two or three teams that are gonna win, and you will put your you will put your house it's, on it. Like you would not put, you cannot pick three exactly. teams on the West to put your house on. You could do that almost every year for the Big Ten East. It's the
1: most volatile uh, division in all of college football. Um, yes, honestly. just like it's penny it down, stocks. It, it, it it's, is. It it's is penny stocks over there. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's, it's. It's. It's literally like one one breakout. Season from a singular player can literally catapult your team from being um, four and eight to eight and four, and in Indianapolis playing for a, uh, you know, a what is it, a consolation prize, right? So,
0: <laughs>
1: for 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 silver medals, right? So that that's that's the Big Ten West. However, I think things are are, are changing for that, and yeah, I really do. Like you said, I think Matt Rule will get Nebraska right. I and and you know we ha- you have a Nebraska site, right? Like Nebraska yeah. fans are crazy. Like uh, they they will figure They're that nuts. out. They are nuts They're and nuts. they will, they if you have somebody there that understands football, they should be able to figure it out. They have they have the resources available in order to make that program good again. And I think Wisconsin again has I know a lot of people are like, "Well, Wisconsin's been mid for like the last five years. They got staying power, bro. I, they can go into Florida, they can go into Texas, they can go into California and grab dudes if they want to, right?" Uh, I think you know it, it might not. It might sound weird, but Wisconsin's football actually has some pulling power because they have recent success. People have seen them play in the Rose Bowl. People have seen them play um, for a college football playoff berth right in indianapolis like they they've had 10 win seasons they've been consistently good and they they have nfl talent um playing out there right you can go look around at all the wisconsin players that are playing well in the uh, the nfl um they have a pull with recruits and now they have a guy there that builds programs and took cincinnati cincinnati to the college football playoff right so again Things are changing in the West. The West might actually be becoming good. And then you add in the fact that in two years, Ant, you're going to have UCLA and USC possibly joining the West all of a sudden that big 10 title game becomes even bigger, right? Because now you have the big three of the East versus possibly the big four of the West. And, you know, I'm sure there's Spaley somewhere hitting it, you know, hitting his, uh, (laughs) hitting his speakers, talking about Illinois, shout out Spaley Um, possibly Mm -hmm. being in there, but it's true. Like Brett Belima is a guy that's, you know, a uh, proven winner in the Big Ten. Um so again, the the West has good coaching now, the West has good program builders now, and they have programs that are finally taking the correct steps in order to succeed and compete with the East. So again, I, it's not gonna be immediate. I think they're gonna be shit next year. However, I, I fully expect in about two or three years' time for the West to be almost as good as the East. Um, and give them a nice run for the money in Indy, which I feel like every Big Ten title game should be the two best teams in the conference playing each other, and that, that hasn't been the case um, for, like, what, the
0: last 20 years, right? So. Yeah. <sighs> Claudio Reyna is an absolute fool. Wild. He's
1: wild! He's wild, And This is insane. This is
0: insane behavior. <laughs> But like it, it's so on it's so
1: on brand <laughs> and, and, and and it's so on brand you've you've been around AAU parents before, right, bro? Like this is yeah, this is the this soccer is a- version of an AAU parent, bro. This yes, is a helicopter yes. parent, but in soccer. Like yes. Co- Connie Reina is one of the five best players ever to play for the US. Okay? And he's out here yes. boom bold- Blackmailing the U.S. men's head coach because his son's not playing. And because I used to look- love Raina, this guy. He was looking- on DC United, right? He was yes. DC United. No, and yeah. he's, he's and and the, the, the crazy thing about this, the the insane thing, is that Greg Berhalter at the end of the day is doing the best thing in the world for Reina's son. Like, like again. <laughs> Giovanni Reina is coming off multiple hamstring injuries, multiple. I'm talking like he's had three in a row for Borussia Dortmund in Germany because they've rushed him back from injury and he's re-injured it. So he didn't want to rush him back, I'm assuming, to play in the World Cup, right, and give him the ability to play on this team in four years, and it's in the U.S. in 2026, right, and not to derail his career because of constant injuries. And his dad is out here blackmailing the coach because he's doing what's best for his son. I don't, I don't understand it. Oh,
0: that's so funny, bro. That's so funny. I, I'm just, I'm just beside myself. Like that's, that's the funniest. Fair thing Bear was his
1: former teammate. It's his former teammate. They played, they played on the US National Team together. Oh my
0: goodness. Hey. Blood's thicker than water. (laughs) Bro. Blood's thicker than water, dog. Blood's thicker than water, bro. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. It's, uh... That's so funny.
1: I, I, I like my prediction for the World Cup was that France was going to have injuries, like have issues like this, not injuries, issues like this, because France is the most dramatic nation when it comes to soccer. Like I don't think you understand. Like they won the World Cup in ninety, was it ninety eight? They won the World Cup at first World Cup, and they basically had like an implosion in two thousand and two. Like they didn't even make it out of group stages because the entire team hated each other, right? Like this is this is this is very common in, in European soccer. I did not expect this from the U.S., though. I guess now I should totally expect it from uh, the Reina family. So thank you, Claudia Reyna, for whatever the fuck
0: happens. <sighs> Absolutely. Absolutely wild stuff, bro. Absolutely wild stuff. Um, man. <sighs> <laughs> I can't believe that popped while I, we're on I, here. I, I, I,
1: I, Oh, uh, it, it just hurts my <sighs> soul.
0: It's hilarious though, it's and the funny so thing funny. is,
1: the fun, no, the, the funny thing too, Ant is I wanted Bearhalter fired anyways. So like. Now, now, yeah. now I'm on his side, which is weird. You've, you've converted me from I wanted him gone because I think he's a terrible, like, X's and O's coach. So, like, he didn't deserve yeah. this.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. All because of one decision to not play his son. That's yeah, that's insane,
1: dog. That's
0: really insane.
1: And it's funny. If huh. he hadn't blackmailed, if he hadn't blackmailed at all, like, this hadn't come out. Like, right? this whole story doesn't exist the entire us men's like like soccer people that follow it like the entire fandom was like why the fuck isn't he playing <laughs> it was like why isn't he playing cuz he's like one of the best players right and it's like clearly he would help the team if he played yeah and now it makes sense
0: that's so good that's so so good so let's so let's um before we get off let's let's end on um Let's end on Rutgers-Purdue. Did you watch that game?
1: I did watch that game. I watched most of the game um, on my second monitor, and then I realized how close the game was, and I saw you tweet out the playback link, and I was like, well, I guess I got to join now. <laughs> and <then> I, we, <laughs> caught, we caught we caught last minutes. By the way, follow Ant's Twitter and uh, my Twitter and the Big Ten Coast to Coast Twitter um, for updates about that because we, we're all popping up playback rooms all the time. There's one tonight, right, at 7 o'clock. All the time. Yeah.
0: So uh, playback is like playback is like Twitch for Mm -hmm. sports fans. Like that's what it's like where we can watch, watch games together and kind of hang out in the chat or guys can come up on stage and kind of kick it. Um, but yeah, like it's like Twitch for sports fans. Um, Twitch for adults. That's kind of how I kind of want to, yeah, that's kind of how it is. But when, when the result did not, did not surprise me. Um, It didn't surprise me. And I think that's kind of where Rutgers is right now as a team. I just think they're just really, really tough. Um, Just mentally tough, uh, physically tough, and they compete at a really high level. And, you know, watching that game, this this wasn't some fluke win. This wasn't some fluke win where they were coming out no. and just and they were just hitting every shot. And you know, Edie was way off. Um, this was this was not that not that type of game. Rutgers won this game shooting forty three percent from the field, and they made six threes. Like they won this game because they were able to force Purdue into some turnovers. Um they were able to um make Edie's life pretty hard. I mean Edie was nineteen and eleven, which is is really good, but from yep. Edie's standards, he only took he only took ten shots. And when you're looking at his runs against Gonzaga, Duke, Florida State, Minnesota, he took sixteen, thirteen, fourteen. 23 shots. Guess Minnesota, he had 31 and 22. Against Duke, he had 21 and 12. Like he was being really aggressive. And Rutgers did a really good job at a couple things. One is how they were shading Edie with the second defender. um Two, they did a yeah. really good job with their perimeter defense bothering the bothering the entry pass and. And Rutgers has, right. Rutgers has really good-sized good size perimeter guys. Paul Mulcahy is listed at 6'7". Six, 6'7". Seven. Six, seven. Cam Spencer, <clears throat> you see him as a smaller guy out there, he's 6'4". Caleb McConnell, yeah. Caleb McConnell is 6'7". Malat Mag, he's 6'7". Andre Hyatt, who played a lot down the stretch, 6'6". Six, six. And then you have someone like uh, Cliff Amorier, who is one of the most athletic players. He led the country in dunks last year. He's what, like six eleven, with like a seven six wingspan or something insane. And then you have a, a freshman, yes. the smallest player that Rutgers plays, is a true freshman at six three. And then you got, and then you got Antoine Wolfolk who 6'9", 250, like football player type, who could come in the game, and it didn't matter about his fouls. His fouls did not matter. All he did was come in the game, play Edie as tough as possible. I think he had like three or four fouls in this game. But you saw a well-coached game. uh they really did a good job at implementing what they wanted to do in the first half. And then down the stretch, they played winning basketball. They stalled the game with a little, with a little faux action, FAUX, little uh, uh, fake action, right? And then they went right into Mulcahy yep. actions. Whatever it was, whether it was ISO, backing down from perimeter to the post, whether it was pick and roll, they gave him the ball – and they let him decide how this game was going to go for them offensively and to no shock, it worked, and they got up a good shot almost every single time. Mm. Yep. So I I learned a
1: couple things about this game, man, from this game. I learned learned a couple things. One, if you're physical with Purdue, they're beatable. Right. Yeah. Again, up until this point, they hadn't lost a the game. They've had a couple close calls, especially one at Nebraska. Same thing, right? Nebraska was physical with them. They struggled. This program is going to be very beatable in conference. It's like They're not going to – that doesn't mean they're going to lose a lot of games. That just means they'll probably have a lot of really close games with teams that are able to be physical with them. The mm-hmm. second thing is, for Rutgers, they are a different team with Paul Mulcahy, or a completely different team with Paul Mulcahy. And the the second thing about Rutgers is the only way you can beat Rutgers is if you have good guards, right? That is the only way you beat Rutgers. Their pressure, what they do on defense, and and how they play, the only way you can beat them is through guard play. You look at their losses this year at Miami, right, is their biggest loss where they lost by a seven, right? That, coupled with the Temple loss, um, but Temple, by the way, makes no sense to me. Uh, the type of loss is just – you can just write that off. It's a weird game.
0: They didn't it's, have Mulcahy. They didn't have McConnell. They didn't have
1: Mulcahy. Right. They didn't have Mulcahy and McConnell for that game. They lost at Miami without Mulcahy. Still, the guards for Miami – the guard play for Miami is elite. Right? They have Wong and um, – uh, whose name is – I'm forgetting right now. Um Nigel Pack, sorry. They have Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong, two really, really good yards. And they had uh, Jalen Miller, up I believe. By, and they, Jordan were up Miller. By
0: 10, they were up by 10 in the second half in that game.
1: Right, but it was it was good guard play by Miami that brought them back. Right? Yes. It's not, you can't win through a big – look, Cliff Omarui is the best defensive big in the league, in my opinion. Um, yeah. He's unplayable. He's unplayable, right? He just took Zach Eady almost completely out of the game. Um, and something I saw a guy that again threw whatever it was twelve games that Purdue had played thirteen games that Purdue had played so far was literally unstoppable. All right, and he he basically took him out of the game at the end. Um, and it was he was an unplayable matchup for them. And then you look at their other losses, right? A, a a low scoring game which they weren't able to score against Seton Hall again. That was good guard play by Seton Hall down the stretch in that game. And then Ohio State, who might have some of the best like perimeter one-on-one, like uh, offense in in the league, right? Like sensible is is fantastic for them. Um, So again, it's going to be good one-on-one guard play. Can you break down the Rutgers defense um, in, uh, you know, in isolation? And if you can do that in an ISO, then you can win against them. There's not a lot of people in the big 10 that are going to be able to do that. Um so again, I'm sitting here looking at Rutgers, like they might be the front runners for the big ten title. They've beaten Purdue and they've beaten Indiana, and they've lost at Ohio State by one point that's i in my opinion those are the three best teams in the league outside of them um and, and they they they're two and one with a one point loss like that is an outstanding start for them in conference play
0: yeah yeah, yeah it's um. And they don't get blown out. This is one thing that that I learned from um uh an NBA coach and we were talking and he said that um you know who's really good in the NBA and really know who's really good in college is when is when they lose, they're not blowouts or the blowouts mm-hmm. are few and far between. Like, even if you have a low amount of losses, but those losses are, like, blowouts, that's a a red flag. If you have, if you have, you, and then you can have, like, you can have, uh, like, a team with, like, a bit of losses. But if you're looking at a bit of losses and, like, 95% are within three possessions, the team is much better than their record indicates. One thing about this Rutgers group, they they don't get they don't get blown out. They always give their guys a chance. They lost by six, seven, one, and two. And you're and you know, we just went over how the Ohio State game was like they got cheated, let's call it what it is. Yeah, um, actually, yeah. And then the Seton Hall game, which they just were not ready to play, and they were playing extremely tight. They weren't playing their game at all whatsoever, Um, but that's no excuse. But at at the same time, lost by six, seven, one, and two. This is a really, really good team. That's why I like Purdue last year because even in their losses outside of the one game against Michigan, Mm -hmm. their losses were still close. They were within two or three possessions. That's why I I thought even though this team didn't win the league, they're still the best team in the conference to me because, like, just because how the last five to ten seconds go is not going to let me know which team is better, right? It's who was better in those last few seconds. But overall, that's why I liked Purdue last year, and they completely choked against St. Peter's, and I think they beat UNC again to go to the Final Four. Sorry if you're a Purdue fan listening to this. Another another opportunity lost, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah, but it's – I really like this Rutgers team, and I think this was a great game. Honestly, if you're a Purdue fan, you love that type of game for Fletcher and Braden, um, because yep. Rutgers really went after them. Braden had some of those passes that worked, uh, some of those passes and plays that you know uh, worked against a team like Florida A and M and Hofstra and New Orleans. Like, you had some of those weird, those flick passes and those no-looks and those, hey, continue to play your game, but understand this is a much different level, right? You've got to – you can't play that freely, right? You you can still make the same plays, but you've got to rein it in a bit. Like, Purdue is one of the best teams in the country when it comes to turning over the rock. They average under 10 per game. Uh, Only a few teams do that, and they – They did have about 13 against Rutgers. And I would say about 30% of their turnovers were just passes that would just fly out of bounds or it was a no look that got deflected because bigger, longer defenders could get a hand on the ball. Um, So I think that this was a huge game, huge game for Braden Smith to really like look at and grow big game for Fletcher lawyer, who, who who, I think has a really good shot at being really, really good at Purdue. And, you know, Fletcher, you know, he shot the ball, what, six times, which in the last 10 games is the least amount of shot attempts. Why? Because you had Mulcahy and McConnell. Those dudes were, and they were hounding him. Yeah. Like, had yeah. him, and they had him in shackles. And for Fletcher to experience that now is just going to make him that much better in February and that much better in March. Uh, And they're going to need him. They're going to need him a lot. And that's why they kind of went to Brandon Newman down the stretch a little bit more because Brandon Newman had some experience. He's, you know, he's seen and been a part of big, a part of big possessions before. And, and you could see that Brandon was able to counter, some of ruckers size and aggressiveness um and make big plays down the stretch and um I I think that's going to that's going to be a huge game for Fletcher to to like kind of have early so now like honestly I think that's some of the best defense he'll see all season long
1: I I and I was about to say that I'm like the good news for Purdue is they will Unless they play in the Big Ten tournament, they will not play Rutgers again this year. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so yeah. Doesn't happen. They don't have them again on the schedule, right? Um,
0: you which, won't see that which, type of defense by anyone, by no. anyone. You will not see that type of defense. Uh, I'm looking at the, the uh, schedule right now just to see if I'm missing anybody. Um, maybe Michigan State, maybe Michigan State with the way that they know how to scout um, and maybe Wisconsin mm. with just their playing style, with their pack line, uh, and their attention to detail, but you're not gonna see that that level of defense when it comes to a team like Rutgers who's able to switch so many bodies in winning time. They're switching guys who are six four to six seven. And then you got Cliff cleaning up everything in the paint. Like like that's like you're almost playing um you're almost playing Houston light on defense right yes. you're almost playing that Houston I was moment. about to
1: say that yes yeah yeah it's it's that team that's just they're they're small but they're long and they just don't they're like they're all bulldogs they don't care they like they just they they, they don't back down and and they never give up on a possession ever ever it, yes yeah. that you just like the worst people it's like if if a guy shows up at you know your your pickup game and the guy's like he's five eleven right he's not six feet tall but he's five eleven he's stocky like he's like built and he just moves his feet well like it's the like, guy you just just don't like you're like okay this guy's only gonna play defense the entire time and gonna hack me about seventeen times and I can't call fouls on every single play otherwise I'm I'm a you know I'm a wuss so <laughs> uh, right. that's 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 Rutgers guarding you right uh, it's just not fun. Um, and it's not fun to play Rutgers. It's not fun to play Houston. So again, I think Rutgers has the chance to be. I think they'll probably be. I mean, honestly, they'll be ranked um as soon as next week. Again, I think they they should probably be Iowa. Um, yeah. When when do they play? Uh, sorry, they should beat Maryland uh, on Thursday and probably be Iowa on Sunday. Um, and they should be ranked next week. And I honestly, I don't see them falling out of the rankings <sighs> at all.
0: That Maryland uh, game is going to be huge, I think. I think that's going to be a game. But huge it's at game. home. It's at home. But it's at the But you just beat number one. Maryland just got right. clowned on national television. Yeah, they did. I think that, I, you know, like, Maryland just got clowned, bro. Like, halftime, what was mm-hmm. like, 44 to, like... 14. One? Like... No. It yeah. looked like they never even, they never even had any type of. Chance.
1: Explain that game. Explain that game to me, Ant. I, I'm so confused.
0: Dude, the game started I, out seventeen to seventeen zero. That's how the right. game started, and their first point was they fouled a three point shooter, and the dude made one for three. It was the like was was it man. was
1: it something that Michigan was doing or was it? Maryland just came out flat.
0: So Michigan just came from just came off from losing, right? To a to a to All a right. directional school, as people like to call it in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. True, yeah. So like they lost to Central Michigan, right? Uh the way that game started, it was it was 17 to 0. It was 17 to 0. Then it was 19 to 1. And then it was twenty-seven oh. to four. Then it was thirty-three to seven. Then it was forty to thirteen, and they went in at the half, 44-13. I mean, thir- at thirty-three seven, you
1: just kind of just
0: pack up and it's go with the bus. Yeah, like at it's, that point, it's, it's like, yo, like, did y'all even leave? Did y'all even leave the airport? Like, yeah. did y'all leave the airport? Like. What's what's going on? What's happening with y'all right now? Like, like what are you doing?
1: They shot 26% from the floor and 20% from three. It oh was, my god.
0: Michigan did a really good job defensively. Um and Michigan also did not they did not jack up. They did not jack up bad shots. Uh, Kobe Bufkin was really good, and he only had five points on four attempts, but from a defensive standpoint, from an assist standpoint, he was really steady. Hunter had a man. Hunter had an absolute. Hunter had an absolute um, dog of a game 32 and 12 on 16 shot attempts. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's
1: one that's, Super efficiency from Hunter. Second thing I would like to point out there is he didn't jack up a three-pointer this game. Um, I, I've, every Michigan game that I've, I think I've seen them lose, he's taken one or two three-pointers. And every game I've seen them win, he doesn't take three-pointers. I think, again, he fell in love with that shot last year. And there's a couple games that Michigan won because he was able to shoot the three, mainly the Indiana game. Um, but... I, I think he's better when he's not focusing on taking that outside, or selling for the outside shot, and actually tries to work inside. Because again, like that's that's his game, right? That's Hunter's game. So,
0: got gotcha. you. <sighs> All right. Yeah, that was. Thanks. So, we'll see with Rutgers. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, this is a trappy game for them, and. With, you know, Maryland, we're, we're, we're going to see how they are able to come out and how they're able to answer, because uh, this is going to be a gut check for them as well, especially if they're looking to go to the NCAA tournament uh, for first-year head coach Kevin Willard. Um,
1: we're about to find out whether they are they were pretenders or, or they were actually just having, you know, a tough stretch, right? Because they, they started the season with that win against St. Louis, is good, Miami, and then Illinois, Right. And then followed up with losses to Wisconsin, Tennessee, and UCLA. No problem with that. But then got absolutely manhandled by Michigan. Right. And then they they played Rutgers and Ohio State back to back games. So we're about to find out whether they can bounce back or not.
0: True. True. All right, man. Uh, I got to head out, bro. Uh, All right. Good pod. I'll I'll holler at you. Um, Y'all be easy. Have a good one, you guys. See you guys later.